Welcome to Explain It, and I'm Paul, and the Gospel is Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, uh, the account of the laborers uh, being asked to go and work in the vineyard. God reveals himself to us in a number of different ways in the scriptures, and and perhaps one of the most beautiful ways is through uh, pictures in our minds, similes and, and metaphors. Because we can think about God in abstract ways, uh, but also uh, in concrete ways. So abstract ways would be, uh, let's say, uh, in the classroom, right? You're thinking about a concept, and uh, this is maybe for uh, you know the intellect or the mind. And maybe you remember being in catechism class and hearing words like, well, God is omnipotent, and God is omniscient, and God is omnipresent, right? Big words, uh, words for the classroom. But there are these uh, concrete ways that God communicates with us as well. He paints a picture of who he is, what his heart is like toward us. Um, and this is maybe more for the heart, right? So the abstract ways are for sitting in a classroom and learning. Uh, these concrete ways are tender for the emotions, maybe uh, you know, in, by the hospital bedside. And you think of uh, the Psalms where... Uh, David says, the Lord is my, and then the picture comes to mind. He's my shepherd. Uh, He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my salvation. Jesus himself describes uh, the way that he nourishes us as he uh, being the bread of life, that he is living water, that he is the light of the world. So uh, abstract ways and concrete ways, and and Jesus uses uh, this Uh, method to describe for us in the Gospels what his kingdom is like. Um, He says the kingdom uh, is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. Now this vineyard imagery is used all throughout the scriptures and in a vineyard you have uh, you know, the vine, uh, branches coming from the vine, and then you have a gardener, and, and the gardener needs workers and laborers, and there's cultivating, you know, this vineyard, there's pruning, and uh, at the end you hope that it produces uh, an abundance of good fruit. So the Old Testament images you'll see right in the very beginning in Genesis chapters 1 through 3 and in Psalms, uh, Psalm 80, the, the Song of Solomon and the prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. But you also hear it in uh, the parables of Jesus. Jesus in Matthew 20 talking about the, the, uh, the laborers being asked to go out into the vineyard. In Matthew 21, Uh, There's a story of two sons who are told to go and work in the vineyard. One says, uh, no, but then he ends up going and and working. The other says, yeah, I'll do it, Uh, but then he refuses. Uh, Mark chapter 12, the the parable of the evil tenants. So the vineyard is rented out and it comes time for there to be the harvest and, and the landowner sends his beloved son and looks for the fruit, and the tenants see this son, and they they kill this son. Luke chapter 13, looking for fruit, right, in the vineyard, or in a fig tree, and there is no fruit from, uh, from something that was attended to and cultivated, but it, but it didn't bear any fruit. And in John chapter 15, Jesus uses the, that very beautiful image of, of him being the vine, his father is the gardener, 
and uh, we are the ones who are connected to the vine. And as we abide in Jesus, remain in Jesus, we then bear much fruit. So back to Genesis. In Genesis chapters 1 and 2, God creates man and woman, and he places them in a garden. And he tells them to tend the garden. They can eat the fruit of this garden. And they're to work in this garden and to be fruitful and to multiply. But in Genesis chapters uh, 3 and following, we see sin come into the world and the results of this sin. And now the garden that they were given to work uh, in, uh, they have been cast out of that garden. And now uh, they have to till the ground. And there is thorns and there is thistles and there is the sweat of the brow. But as Christ is promised right there in Genesis chapter 3, the seed of the woman that will come and crush the head of the serpent. So also, from that point, God himself wants to have us uh, be brought back into uh, the garden to redeem this broken, uh, corrupted world, to save us, to make this world a, a, a new creation and make us new creatures in Christ Jesus. And in doing that, he wants us to go back and work in the garden, to redeem the thorns and the thistles with, with the gospel message. And so we have this uh, image of working in the garden, and Jesus uses it uh, to equate the working in the garden with working in the kingdom or working in the church. So he'll look at the harvest fields and he'll say, look, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are, are few. He's talking about the need for the gospel to go forward and that uh, there are many who yet need to hear this and, and need to be brought into uh, the kingdom of God. So this is this uh, image of uh, the kingdom of heaven is like. It's like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. And he agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. Now, the story goes, it says, about the third hour he went out and saw others standing there uh, doing nothing. And he told them, you, you also go, you work in my vineyard and I'll pay you whatever's right. And so they went. And then he comes back again about the sixth hour, about the ninth hour, and does the same thing. And then at the end of the day, with only just a little bit of time left to work, the eleventh hour he comes out and still finds men standing around. And he says, you've been standing here all day doing nothing. Uh, and they, he says, why have you been doing that? And they say, well, no one's hired us. And he says, you also, you go work in my vineyard. And what we have here is a, a kingdom economy that is uh, so different than the economy that we uh, are accustomed to. Uh, we're used to, you know, negotiating. Uh, if you work so and so many hours, you get paid a certain wage. Uh, no more, really, no less. Uh, but the kingdom economy is far different. We're going to find that it's generous. Uh, and that it's not about wage, but rather it is about grace, not about uh, work and earning and deserving something at the end of the day, but rather about the landowner being uh, being gracious. Now, the timetable is this. Very early in the morning, the landowner goes out. So he negotiates, right? And the negotiation basically ends up being, you go work in my vineyard and I'll pay you a day's wage, uh, a denarius. He goes out again about the third hour, which is, which is nine o'clock. 
So um, there's some negotiation uh, that happened very early in the morning, but here at the third hour, it is go, I'll, I'll pay you whatever is right. In other words, uh, a trust. Sixth hour does the same thing. Ninth hour does the same thing. Go, I'll, I'll pay you whatever is, is right. Eleventh hour, uh, the landowner comes and he just says, go and work. There really is no suggestion about a contract or negotiations or even I'll pay you whatever is right. Just go and work. Now, it gets very interesting at the end of the day because the landowner comes and tells his foreman uh, to work, uh, to pay all the, the, the wages uh, to the workers, but start with those who only worked one hour. And so the text says that those who worked, uh, who were hired at the 11th hour came and they received a denarius, a full day's wage. So you can imagine you know, the, the men in the back of the line who worked all day thinking, well, all right, they're doing the math in their head. If, uh, you know, they only worked one hour and got a day's wage, what about us who worked all day? But the text says... They expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a full day's wage, a denarius. And when they received it, verse 11 says, they began to grumble against the landowner. They say, well, these men who were hired last worked only one hour, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the, of the work of the day and the heat of the day. But the landowner says, um, I'm not being unfair to you, am I? Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? So take your pay and you go. And he says, if I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you, don't I have a right to do what I want with my own money? You know, are, are, or are you envious because I am generous? And then the very last verse, verse 16. So the last will be first and the first will be last. Uh, jarring to our mind, right? If we're equating ourselves with those who have worked all day, I mean, the negotiation was there, work a day, get a day, day's wage. Um, and we've got big eyes, right, to the ones up in front. But the kingdom economy is not about wage. It's not about earning. It's always reframing that we have been brought into God's garden to work it. Not because we deserve it, but because he he calls us to it, us uh, uh, to it through grace, and and there should be this overwhelming joy that we get to participate in work, in the work of the kingdom, in intending God's garden. John fifteen reminds us: uh, so who's the gardener, who's the vine, and where really does the fruit come from? So the gardener is the father, Jesus says. My father is the gardener. And he says, I am the vine and you are the branches and you are to remain in me and I will remain in you. And in doing that, you're going to bear much fruit. Later in John chapter 15, we're reminded about the choosing. So who is it that does the choosing? Do we choose you know, the landowner or does the landowner choose us. Jesus says in John 15, he says, you used to be servants, but there's a whole different reference now. You're no longer servants. I call you friends because uh, you now know uh, the master's business. Uh, I've made uh, the father's voice 
and his will known to you. And now you're part of the family. So you're no longer slaves. You're no longer servants, but you're friends. And then in verse five, uh, chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. What a redeeming, um, beautiful piece of scripture. Again, going back to Genesis chapters 1 and 2, we're working in God's garden and it's a beautiful place, but we, um, we destroy it. And we end up working with thorns and thistles and by the sweat of the brow. But God is the gardener from the very beginning, wanting to come and make a new creation and make us new in Christ Jesus and call us back into his kingdom work, cultivating in his garden, always being connected to the vine. Jesus again saying, I am the vine, you are the branches, remain in me and I'll remain in you. So the kingdom economy, again, it's not about wage, is it? But it's rather about the grace that comes from the Lord Jesus himself.